welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. One of the toughest recruitment challenges is not just finding talent who meet today's business needs, but also finding talent who show potential to grow and evolve within the organization. Talent experts are building pipelines and looking to digital and social media solutions to help identify the next generation of employees who possess the potential to turn into business leaders. I'm here with Martin Van Beek, HR Director at ING in Amsterdam, uh, to discuss recruiting talent to serve a company's growth strategy. Thanks for joining us, Martin. Thank you, Matt. So Martin and I last caught up uh, when he was in Gothenburg in, in Sweden, now in Amsterdam. Martin, talk us through your career background today. Thank you. Thank you for that, Matt, and thank you for the introduction. Um, I think 15 years in 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 HR now. So to, to give a, a quick snapshot, I uh, I joined uh, Unilever in my, my early days as an HR trainee, uh, making a deliberate decision to, to go into HR after having studied psychology in, both in the Netherlands and at Cornell University in the US. And Unilever is one of the, the greatest uh, learning schools for, I think, a lot of professions. Uh, but especially, I think, in my case, for HR. So I had a great experience and could build a really good skill set uh, in both generalistic roles and HR expert roles in, in learning and recruitment, but also as an HR business partner. Um, and I was able to, to work not only in Holland, but, but in London, in Brazil, having a regional scope, in Sao Paulo, uh, then in Singapore, uh, in both Unilever's, uh, you know, retail business and the food service business. Uh, after that, I, I went to uh, the MedTech. I think one of the great things we can do in HR is go from one industry to another and, and you know, broaden your, your business skills. Uh, so I went to MedTech, to Mölnicke, which is based in Gothenburg, as you said, where we last met. And I spent uh, six years at, at, uh, at Mölnicke, where I first did their European HR director role, uh, and then got promoted into Nunica's executive team, being responsible for HR and for um, communications. Great company with, with a great passion for, for, for the patients, and that's, I think, something which I learned there and always will stay with me. But after six years and having lived abroad for a long time, uh, the family wanted to, uh, to be home, so um, I, I had a great opportunity to, to join ING, where I am now, I think, for three weeks. So it's still very early days, but, but very excited here at ING, again, by the business strategy, which is focusing on the future and growth, but also the HR strategy, which is uh, enabling that growth to happen. So Martin, you coined a, uh, a phrase, recruiting one level up, and that's the focus of today's discussion. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this concept. I think what I experienced and, and learned after you know the, the various roles I, I had, and I worked in, in D&E countries like uh, what I said in, in Sao Paulo, in, in, in Singapore, uh, but also fast-growing companies like Munich, is that, that we as HR professionals often, in my view, are not proactive enough in understanding which capabilities the company needs in the future that can be in two, three years' time or in four, five years' time. And from those capabilities, start hiring people proactively 
who can then drive the company to where the company wants to go. And for me, that, that, that's on two things. That's on capability level, skills and knowledge a company needs for the future. So for instance, if, if I look at Mundek, if Mundek goes to certain technologies, new technologies in the medical field, and we want to launch products in a couple of years' time on those things, the R&D people work on that, developing those products, etc. But as it's how we can accelerate that to ensure we have the capabilities in-house to do that a little bit earlier. It's not only on capabilities, so knowledge, experience, and skills. I think it's also on potential. If you work in d countries, in fast-growing companies who can be all over the world, jobs today might have, you know, you might have a country manager looking after a country which has a turnover of a couple of hundred millions, but with a growth plan that, that, that country, which as an example now is 200 million, will be 500 million in five, six years. That means we as HR professionals have to recruit people today who not only can do the job running that country for 200 million, but have the ability to really grow with that company very quickly and also be a leader which can run a company which is two, three times bigger. So, and then promoting those people relatively quickly across, across the board. So I think for me it's very important. It, it's not about filling positions to solve problems today in recruitment. I think the point I want to make is how as HR professionals are we able to both on the capability side, but also on people with potential to have bigger leadership roles, recruit people today who can do that in two, three, four, and longer time. Um, and I think that, that's something I'm quite passionate about. Well, it's a very interesting concept, and certainly in some of the high-growth markets around the world, China, India, Brazil, Russia, and there's many examples, um, we see this challenge where you know, an organization is going to double or triple in headcount size in, you know, three, five years. How have you found, uh, have been some of the novel ways to, you know, spot people uh, with this potential to do a role today, but to scale to a significantly bigger role in a, in a very short space of time? Uh, I think, Matt, I think one of the key things is to first build a good relationship with whoever supports you in the search that it's so the, the candidate pool and, and how you attract candidates is very clear with the search partner and yourself. So I think that that's one, really have a good understanding about it. I think the second one is be, be very clear what you look for. So I think if you, for instance, recruit people for you know whatever function, for a certain position, you have to take that candidate through a kind of an experience in the recruitment process so that that person feels the energy that there's something bigger company, uh, coming. Because often those high potential candidates, they might say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in that. You know, I can do something bigger already now, or, you know, they, they don't have the patience to wait. So I think that there is a big thing in attracting the candidate and talking the candidate through the experience and through the journey that the company wants to embark on. And I would say the more senior people you can get into that experience, and especially with D&E countries, I think it's, it's very good that even, you know, of a head of commercial operations or a C 
CEO sometimes takes the time to take a potential candidate who's going to run Brazil, China, or Russia for you, even if it's a very small market, that a CEO or commercial leader takes the time to talk with those candidates and embark them on the journey. So I think selling the job and the potential of the job is very important. And then in that process, if you find the match with the aspirations of the candidate and of the company, I think then, then you're in a good shape. Then the other side is the selection part. So there is a part on the attraction and there is a part on the selection. And I think on the selection side, um, I think more and more companies use it today, but I think still assessments are a very good way to you know, get in initial information on people um, to see what their potential is. Um, I don't say it's easy. Um, sometimes you get it wrong. But I think at least there are now in the market quite a couple of good assessment methods which focus on learning agility, try to understand candidates, what they have done in the past, how did they do it, etc., and try to project that on the future. So I think it's we these days can get better data on the potential of candidates. And I think then often it's, for the management, it's, it's taking a calculated risk that someone who hasn't done it yet, but you have evidence by an assessment and interviews that there is potential, give people a chance. You know, have the courage as leadership to put people in those jobs and then support them very well on the journey, how to get there. Now, it seems to me there's, there's sort of two situations that happen when you're recruiting for you know, one level up uh, in the future, and that is you take someone from an organization where they've, they've been performing a larger scale role, you put them in your organization in a smaller role, but gear them for a larger role in the future, or you take someone who hasn't done a larger role, but has high potential. Have you had much experience in, in the first category where you've taken someone from a larger organization or a larger role put them in a smaller role and then scale them back to a, a role of the same size before? Yeah, I, I think I've experienced it both. I think the, the, the second has my preference, but you, you asked about the first. I think the interesting part is that if you take someone from a bigger organization, then bring it to a smaller role and then let that person grow again, you really have to explain the challenge. And I think then it really comes to what drives people and how they're motivated because some people just like being in a bigger organization, having all the securities around him or herself. Some other people, they like the challenge to build something. And I think in, in the profile, if you find people who like to build something, they a lot of times are not that hang up with, you know, the structures around them and the status which comes with that. And they're very happy to, to build something. And then after they deliver that, they want to build something else. So I think you, those profiles exist, uh, luckily, and, and there are quite some of them. Uh, but I think it, 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 it's not for everybody. Um, I, th I think the second one you, you mentioned that, that normally has my preference is people who didn't, who haven't done it before, give them the opportunity to do it. Um, and the reason I think I believe in it, it's part what line managers did with myself. Um, you know, they put me once in Brazil 
uh, I never was, was in Brazil, having a regional regional job in a foreign country quite far from, at that time, the, the, the head office of Unilever in Rotterdam. But, but it worked out well. I got coaching, I got counseling, support, but I had to, you know, re, redevelop myself all the time. I also believe that if you work in fast-growing countries or companies, you know, as I worked in Munich, which is fast-growing, have people who grow with you also not only help them to develop, but also then you shape a kind of future culture together, which I think from a dynamic in a company brings more energy. So I, I personally really like the fact that you give people the opportunity to, to step in those roles, which I didn't do before, but only after you have a very thorough selection process and you really have good data points on their potential, et cetera, et cetera. And you talked uh, finally about, you know, obviously the importance of having the external relationships. You said about the search firms, obviously to supplement your internal talent pool. What about social media around LinkedIn and other other portals? How are these featuring into um, this recruiting one level up concept, Martin? I think they can feed really well in, you know, I think, and, and I have limited experience with it. We, we did some trials, but, you know, I would love to put, you know, on, on LinkedIn and other social media potential jobs you have. So, so let's say, you know, I'm recruiting for, for some marketing people in, in a couple of countries and just put broad profiles there with capabilities you need and then see what kind of people you attract. I think what I like, one of the things I like about social media is it already gives you people who think digital because they apply via social media, they're active, active there. Uh, so for certain you know, roles, it's very interesting. I think the other one, it shows that people take interest, that, et cetera. Um, the, the downside is, some, is, is sometimes how do you manage um, in a good way if there is a lot of people applying, because I think you know, companies want to be have to be professional in the recruitment. So everybody who applies should get at least, um, you know, be served well. They looked at the data, the resume, etc., and then there should be a feedback, etc. And sometimes in social media, the stream of resumes and candidates you get is so big that managing that in a proper way is quite tough. Um, but I think in general terms, I think that social media is very interesting to, to show the world what kind of capabilities you look for in the future and position your company around that so, so you can proactively attract talent. And that was Martin Van Beek from ING talking about how to recruit one level up to serve a company's growth strategy. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.